0: OK, we'll get this underway now. I'll just introduce you here, to start before I'm going. Bruce
1: Dixon from the Free Media Center, who's one of the coordinators of that group. For those who, who aren't aware uh, or haven't been reading Gamma during the year about the nature of uh, Free Media's objectives, it's a loose uh, organisation of, of people who are concerned about trying to seek reform of the, of the Australian media and to open it up to a far greater extent to community users. Um, we've already put submissions into the Green Inquiry into Broadcasting uh, a quite lengthy submission on how community run and based media could operate in this country, a quite workable practical scheme which is available in the library, prior uh, library on this campus if anybody wants to look at it and also we've made a submission to the recent uh, Broadcasting Tribunal hearings. Um, now, one of our other objectives is to try to open up as much discussion as possible on uh, the media in Australia because of the serious the seriousness with which we see its role in the society and uh, because 4 triple Z has been the first station in this state to in fact break away from the commercial mould and also not be a national broadcaster along the lines of the ABC and the first of what could be a potential totally alternative system to the one we've got at the moment of community broadcasters then free media regards uh, the workings of Triple Z, the style of programming that it engages in, is a very, very important thing for uh, all citizens, not just students on this campus, to be concerned with. But, of course, a lot of the money to finance 4ZZZ does, in fact, come from students on this campus via the union, and that's a very good reason, amongst others, as to why students themselves should take some concern in what happens to the station and what sort of programming it broadcast and whether you're satisfied with it. Also, whether you've got the sort of degree of access to the station that you might like to have. Now, this was intended to be an open forum, and in fact, when I called the forum, I went around and invited all the people at 4 Z to roll up and uh, hopefully to, to uh, engage in a, in a fruitful discussion between the critics of the station and those who work on the station. I myself have worked on the station for four months when it opened as a journalist on the current affairs programmes. I've got some idea of some of the issues down there, just as too, there'll be opinions put forward by the people who are working on the station at the moment. And I hope that these will come out in the open. It's it's about time it really did happen, rather than in in a public forum of this type, rather than just through the pages of Gamut or elsewhere. And uh, that was one of the main objectives. I also made a point of trying to invite all the candidates who are running for four triple Z directors to come along to this particular meeting, so that they too could have a, have an uh, opinion, and this is where we we meet our first problem today, because the word I just received is that the union, in its wisdom, if that's what you can call it, has determined that it will not allow any of the uh, candidates the running for.
2: The
1: I know that. I know that. Let me let me finish, Alan. Has determined in its wisdom that it will not allow any of the candidates running for election to actually speak today, which I think is an, just an incredibly insane position, when the most vital thing that we're involved in here is the idea of having public discussion on 4 Z, particularly of the type which could help people, students, understand better the station on one level, just as the station, and also the, the ideas and policies of the candidates who are running for 4ZZZ directors. So, there, there, there is a
3: when the candidates for...
1: Again... Again, the rule that's being used on this particular occasion, I think as much discussion as possible should be encouraged. These sorts of regulations, while they might have been designed to stop anybody from having an unfair advantage over someone else, as I just said, Alan, Uh, they might have been designed to uh, stop anyone from having an unfair advantage over someone else, but at the same time, if they work to the extent where they're disadvantaging candidates, they're stopping us from being able to have open discussion of the type we were organising today, I think this is a pretty sad state of affairs. But I don't see any difference between the union organising a forum to discuss these things and the candidates being invited to speak and all have an opportunity to speak, and free uh, media organising this forum today along the same lines. So uh, I just think that's a poor reflection on the, on the way in which elections are held on this campus, when a regulation which was intended to, to uh, safeguard abuses in fact has turned out to be an abuse of your right to be able to hear adequate discussion. Now, I don't know how the candidates are going to feel about this. Maybe they won't be going to get up and speak. Because of this sort of uh, the threat that they might be disqualified from the from running for office or from the elections, so I, we'll just have to see what eventuates out of this. Um, well, I suppose all I can do. I was hoping that what a, the uh, the order of the meeting might be that we could have the critics of the station actually speak first. I think that's the most desirable in the sense of trying to get some sort of a dialogue going, uh, and then uh, have a have a genuine period of, of response from all those people who, have, who wish to, from the station or elsewhere, who wish to, to put their side of the case and then have a right of reply from those who initially presented an alternative view or vision of where 4ZZZ could go. Now, Free Media itself has a, has a view on where 4ZZZ should be. It feels that it should be promoting the concept of community radio. It, it, we feel that the 4ZZZ itself should be proving to the public of Queensland just exactly what community radio can offer as an alternative to what we've got at the moment. And this doesn't necessarily mean just running uh, album music of the type that has been going on. It means trying to provide access to those who don't have an opportunity to have their views heard adequately on the existing media. It means you being able to walk down to the station and feel welcome to discuss your own ideas there, to feel that you're being treated seriously, and that your programming suggestions will be treated seriously. Uh, I'm rather surprised, in fact, I'm glad in one way to see that 4 Triple is recording this meeting because, in fact, uh, the sort of basis of which listeners subscri- subscribe subscription radio works is uh, it's which is 4Triple Z's one of the ways in which 4 zzz Z finances itself it's based on an american concept there's a, a network of radio stations in america called Pacifica Radio and they were the first to introduce this concept of listener subscribe radio to break away from the sorts of conflicts of interest that commercial commercialism and advertising introduced into your programming uh... if you're trying to be an independent station and it's an admirable sort of concept but again if it's going to have the sort of commitment that it needs to work then it has to have all the people fully behind the concept of the actual station itself and, and fully feeling that they're involved in it in a really genuine way and not that it's run by maybe a group of people who aren't really going out as far as they can to try to involve all the different deprived and other people in the groups in the community uh, who might make to wish u- make use of such a community radio station. It's very important that 4 z be seen to be a community, ra- community radio station of this type so that then uh, the notion of alternative radio can become meaningful to people. If it just becomes something which is a slight variation on the other stations and yet achieves a popularity for that same reason, then it hasn't lived up to the challenge of trying to uh, introduce a new concept of how a radio could operate the challenge of of, of creatively and imaginatively trying to present social and and political information in a way which doesn't necessarily lead to the boredom which so often it's claimed that sort of information will result in as far as audiences are concerned. It is a challenge down there. I don't personally feel on my own experiences and nor do a lot of the other members of free media feel that the station has lived anywhere near up to the challenge of being as creative and imaginative in trying to wean people away from the conditioned response they have towards the type of programming we get on commercial radio at the moment and into maybe appreciating the significance and the importance and even the entertainment value of presenting real community information as well as musical programs. And that's where I think the real challenge to 4 Z exists. If they fail to show that an alternative can happen, then they fail. What they've really failed in people's minds is the whole concept of community radio, of alternative radio. And that is the real challenge. Now, again, to get this forum moving, um, I'd like to invite those people, Uh, I'd like to ask first if those people who have been critics of the station uh, would like to actually come up and speak or is in fact the union regulation going to mean that uh, candidates uh, won't be game. I don't blame them in some respects for speaking at this forum. This is a, a rather a disgraceful state of affairs, I think, when open discussion is the most important thing in the media. There's too little discussion in the media in Australia and there's too little self-criticism by the, the radio stations and the newspapers and the television stations themselves. And I think that applies to 4 Z as well. Most of the material they presented about themselves has just been public relations material. It is time that there was some really open and critical and constructive discussion of the type we are hoping to have today. Are there any candidates who were going to put an opposition view to the way the station is currently running, uh, who are willing to speak? I I invited the other candidates, such as John Herzog, along today, too. If they're willing to speak, are are they going to be freaked out by the regulations, too? I, again, I don't really blame them if, in fact, it's going to be used as a means to stop this sort of discussion. Would Alan Shawcross like to speak? Well, I'll just, uh, at this stage, I'll just have to open the forum uh, to, to uh, anyone. I, I, I think the best format in terms of just constructive dialogue would be if people who don't agree with the present concept and the way the station's been going were to speak first, and then we we'll provide adequate opportunity for
4: anyone from the station or elsewhere to to answer these. I'm sure there'll be others speaking later who've got a bit more to say about the actual infighting that's gone on at Triple Z and the way in which uh, the radio station's actually been handled. But I basically just wanted to say a few words to draw out the seriousness of the actual political issue that's involved here when we talk about free speech. The first thing that any authoritarian and hierarchical power does in trying to maintain its power is to silence any criticism of itself. And we can see this right around the world. There are plenty of parts in the world where obviously people don't enjoy the degree of freedom of speech that we have here in Australia. Even to get out any kind of written statement or uh, any public statement at all would be completely beyond them, let alone uh, a statement broadcast on the radio. Uh, This tends to make us a little bit complacent about this issue in Australia. I'm just trying to get out from behind the post a little bit. This does tend to make us rather complacent about this issue in Australia as we are generally politically complacent because of the liberality of this country, uh, compared to the rest of the world. Uh, But I'd say that this kind of complacency is sadly misplaced when we consider the crisis that the world is confronting at the moment. For instance, uh, the energy crisis. Every time you look in the papers, one of the things that's noticeable is that the, the whole question about uranium is being handled in a way in which they're already talking about the kinds of controls that will be necessary Uh, so that people will accept it in a very authoritarian manner. And you can be certain that the official media is certainly not going to encourage any further criticism of uranium mining or any further information about it. And this is the kind of situation that's involved. Decisions are made on the basis of information that's given. Uh, And unless there is access uh, of people who are critical of these programs, there's... There's no way in the world that they can effectively be stopped. It's only when people do decide that they're going to generate uh, their own forms of public protest and comment uh, that they can effectively halt these things in any way. Uh, And obviously in the past, students have often resorted to quite different ways uh, to the normal means of public media of getting their point across. For instance, mass demonstrations, leafletings, uh, and various other kinds of manifestations. it's quite obvious that students, in many ways, have been in, in the forefront of the criticism of many of the trends in modern society, which are anti-democratic. Uh, witness uh, the events in uh, in uh, France in 1968. Um, one of the things that comes out of this uh, is that the only way in which we are going to find alternatives is if there is open comment, but one of the things we should be considering here as students is just the way in which the whole basis of knowledge in every sense uh, is a weapon of power. This applies not only to the mass media, but also to the whole of the educational system that we find ourselves in at the moment. Every aspect of the knowledge that we learn uh, is in fact geared to a whole system of production, is geared to a whole Mentality, which means that some people must be put in their place, must be told, mustn't ask questions, and so on. And we have whole, psych- whole departments, for instance, of psychology, in which uh, victims are taught, which specifically uh, reinforce these ideas. Whether they're scientific or not is open to question. This is the kind of issue uh, which should be debated in an institution of learning. It's not likely to be because the official structures go quite against that. And the question then becomes... How are people who are aware of the discrepancies in our society, aware of the kind of oppressions that go on, going to make themselves heard? 4ZZZ did initially push itself forward as community access. Supposedly there was going to be some 40 hours a week, something roughly like that, of access time available. In practice, it's boiled down now to about one hour per week. So what we can see uh, is that in terms of an alternative to the existing system, Uh, it's been totally a dismal failure. Now, what I'd just like to say is that uh, we can't simply view this in the context of triple Z. This is only one part of the whole circumstance. If students are going to have any real impact in producing uh, alternatives to the present society, it means, firstly, looking at the content of the whole educational structure that they're in, as well as the official media... um, that actually support all the existing ideologies and and support uranium mining, support the oppression uh, of all people who are actually underprivileged in any way, shape or form. But one of the first steps in doing this, obviously, is in generating some kind of public comment. I'd like to suggest that there, in fact, are many things that could be done, and Triple Z is only the first step. I'd say that getting public discussion through Z, is one of the first things that we have to do if we're going to consider that any serious alternatives to present uh, and existing uh, programs and ideas on how the future of Australia is going to go, uh, are going to come forward. Well, it seems that they've worked out what's going on, so I can stop bullshitting around here, so I'm only going to say a couple more things. But one thing that I was going to suggest, uh, is one of the things that also binds students down in terms of stopping any critical inquiry is the degree to which uh, they're simply forced to retreat back into the classrooms. Now, what's going to happen at the end of this forum is something worth considering because we're supposed to have some opportunity for learning and comment here, and yet we're all going to go back to structured classes at 2 o'clock. A lot of people who could even be interested in what's going on will be forced to go back. Uh, And, in fact, there is no time whatsoever in this university... Uh, when people can actually get together and have some kind of serious intellectual discussion about what's going on and that's typical of this place as an institution of learning. It is in fact a place for producing experts, for reproducing the system as it exists now. Uh, Yeah. The other thing I'll finish up on saying uh, is simply that uh, in the, the present situation uh, with triple Z, some effect could be made on the station, re- the for directors, but the only way in which a real change in terms of the situation is likely to come about is if people do take seriously enough the idea that they can understand the society that's going on, they don't re- need to rely on experts to tell them what's going on, they can understand the things that are going wrong they can see that things like uranium mining could lead to total destruction of the world uh, we can all act on that information and do something about it. Uh, This is a totally different idea to the kind of sit back, take the expert's opinion, regurgitate it, pass your exams, do what you're told mentality. The first thing in really changing triple Z that has to be done is some kind of generation of real public debate on this campus and I'd suggest the one thing that should be pushed for amongst other things is trying to set aside one afternoon per week free of classes totally, so that people can actually engage in some kind of meaningful discussion. And I'd say that this kind of struggle uh, against workloads that are imposed on students in this university is also just as meaningful in terms of uh, of generating uh, an open inquiry and generating perhaps the kind of study that would lead to a really in-depth information uh, that could be used in radio programs such as on Triple Z and so on. Thanks.
1: A couple of people have said that they wish to speak now. Uh, before they do, though, I'd just like to invite, uh, make an invitation to, to any of the 4 Ed staff, including Hayden Thompson or Helen Hamling or anyone else, come along and have their say straight up to the next speaker to keep the thing uh, reasonably balanced. Um, I gather also there's a leaflet which is uh, listing a, a range of criticism of the station going around at the moment as well. Uh, maybe one thing that the station could respond to would be the arguments that because the station could potentially be under threat from the government over its licence, that this is some reason for playing it cool and not really putting things out in the open. And I I myself would challenge that view because in America, the only way in which some stations have survived is by actually going in public, letting people know what's really going on. And then when the the government or anyone else does move against them, they have a tremendous rally of public sympathy and support and they're able to survive because of that. But I think the situation sadly here has been that it's been used as a means to stop discussion and constructive criticism and and, uh, progressive ideas being put forward about the station. Now maybe they'd like to respond to that. But uh, we have a speaker now, it's a student, Tony Teresi, who's going to be speaking from down in the uh, uh, concrete area in front there, not using the microphone.
5: I am told that uh, anywhere on campus, if I don't use the microphone, I can identify myself as a 4% directed candidate. Uh, I have my reading for all those people there in back. Uh, I have with me a copy of the original submission by the University of Queensland Studies Union Media Committee to the Cabinet of the Australian Government. Australian Broadcasting to the Coal Board part of the Departments of the Media I'd like to be a good way for us to have as well. Firstly, first break comes under the heading of music and the tenetane proposed I quoted, the station will attempt to create a broader, less linear, beautifully orientated audience with a variety of hard rock, strong rock, country, Western, folk, jazz, classical music. I'd ask uh, I'd like to ask first, where is the variety? And secondly, does it cater for a broader, less linear, usually orientated audience? Just the second uh quote which I'd like to give you is the public access. It says here, finally, we will play a role in community access access rights and a group of special interest and students. These groups have be defined by the student as A, all tertiary and secondary students, and B, group, special interest in education, conservation, and community action. Also in another part it stipulates that for 44.25 hours a week once be made available for community access. I'd like to ask, I'd like to point out actually that there is no access available, or practically no access available to these groups. And secondly, and more importantly, there is no mechanism available to create or, or stimulate access and by the way, in case you've been
1: puzzled, um, without making any reference to the earlier speaker, any candidate who uses this microphone will be disqualified from the election. Um, are there any, are there any other people who'd like to speak either from here or down on the floor? Um, there's lots of issues that, that can be raised about court trials and there's just so many. Um, I mean, you can talk about the original hear concept right of the right station.
0: What right. Well,
1: well, I've raised quite a number. I mean, the fact is that, I mean, in our view, the original concept of the station was that it was supposed to be Queensland's first chance to actually have an independent radio station which could broadcast uh... alternative information which is vitally needed in this state and in fact all the people who originally supported the setting up of the station including myself and a whole range of other people and including the original station coordinator saw it in these terms and then the the real dispute became over whether or not it in fact was living up to that sort of objective of of providing an alternative in information as well as music and of course uh... if you can argue that a few little uh, snippets of information between records is, is alternative information then maybe you're satisfied but. In fact, what, what, what a lot of us had in mind was really creatively and imaginatively made programs, and, I, and I'm not saying that these have actually ever really been seen to the, the extent that they should be on 4ZZZ, uh, not just in musical sphere, but also in the sphere of information itself. I do not think that politics, for example, or social issues or whatever it may be, has to bore people. I think it can be if creatively done. If done on a level where you can identify with it, if people felt that this station was really theirs, if they could come in and they could be taken seriously, they could even get their own views put over the air rather than being screened before they go through the processes, which is what happens now. Then I think that this can work, and I think the station would gain a tremendous amount of support and sympathy for that very reason. And in fact, it could be very entertaining radio. This, but the fact is that radio in Australia has just been so abysmally bad in its standards that. Of course it's easy to, to think that, you know, what 4ZZZ programming now is an improvement. But I mean, let's set our sights high, here's a stage that's costing a lot of money to keep on the air, let's try to make get, get people together, and as many people as possible together, without any cliques setting up, to try to to, to try to creatively and imaginatively fulfil all those different roles. Give people music uh, of the type that they want, which hasn't been supplied to them up till now. The album music and all the sorts of music they haven't been able to hear on, you know, your uh, four IPs and so on. But also, play the role, the essential role, that this station has to, as the only independent station in Queensland, of making a point of supplying alternative information in all the areas where it needs to be. And if, in fact, they're not going to do that because they think that the Liberals might be unhappy with it, the Liberal government might be unhappy with it and take their licence away, then I think that's the wrong way to approach getting the sympathy of the public and even gaining the strength and and support from the public to be able to withstand any sorts of criticisms uh, of that type or moves by that type by government. And in fact, they could withstand any sorts of moves against the station. Uh, I think this sort of thing is just being, being used as a means to stop debate. Now, I don't want to do all the talking. It's supposed to be an open forum. I've tr- tried to put forward a few criticisms of my own there. But I- I'd really like as many people as possible, anyone from the audience, anywhere, to come up and have their say. If you're a candidate, don't forget, don't use the microphone, you'll be disqualified. It's one of these crazy things. And here we are, supposed to be understanding what the hell people are on about when they run for office and there's only one opportunity for you to hear them using microphones and the refect. Now again, the regulations were set up possibly with good intentions, but they fail if they can stop this sort of thing from going on. I think even John's agreeing there. But What do, um, you, mean,
6: what do you mean, even John? Well, I
1: mean... Uh, <laughs> well, look, would anybody like to... Oh, uh, you'd like to have a say here. I'm not a director or anything. I'm not going for any position. I'm just one of the students here. I'd like to say that I like what Triple Z is doing. You have 4IP and 4BC and 4BK and 4BH and 4QR and 4QG and 4KQ and that's all you've had. Now you've got a station that plays music that now and again you'll like hearing. And where else would you think you'd be able to find information on uranium? Triple Z was the first place that I ever heard that 200 tonnes of uranium has been hijacked. They don't know where it's gone. They suspect where it's gone. But where else would you have heard it? I say get off Triple Z's back and let it keep on with its good work.
5: Uh,
2: I'd like to uh, say a, a couple of uh, words actually uh, uh, against what the uh, previous speaker uh, said. I noticed he named a long list of uh, commercial radio stations here in uh, in Brisbane, but there was one that he uh, omitted 4IP. Now, one of my criticisms uh, would be that, in effect, uh, 4 Z here has become virtually uh, a non-commercial uh, 4IP, with perhaps the only difference being that instead of having uh, single records, we've got the LP records. Now we've got a marvelous opportunity, it seems to me, getting this uh, FM license to utilize the creative and the intellectual talent that is in this community. It's a crying shame that the 4 z management has not done this. I strongly endorse those candidates that are standing against the current 4ZZZ establishment, and I hope that you will uh, uh, support them. You know who they are, apparently it's forbidden for me to name them. I think that is a deplorable shame, that it is impossible for the candidates to actually come up here on the platform and speak before the microphone and tell you what their position is, that there can be a discussion about the issues by the candidates. That's incredible. Now, apparently the reason for this is so that some candidates won't have a uh, financial advantage over other candidates. And I'm very sympathetic to that sort of, of an argument, that certainly if somebody has more money than another candidate, you're not going to have a fair democratic election. But you don't resolve the problem of finances in conducting a democratic election by prohibiting free speech. I mean, after all, what is a democratic election if you're not going to have a canvassing of the issues? It's extremely important that the candidates be permitted to come up here on the platform and speak. Well, apparently this isn't going to happen today, so I want to make a plea, a plea to the electoral officer, Alan Greaves, who can call a forum at which all of the candidates would be able to speak. Now I call on him, Alan Greaves, the electoral officer, to set down a forum meeting sometime this week so that you can understand the issues, you can hear the positions of the candidates themselves. That's the only way in which we're going to have an informed election. Thank you. Well,
1: to try to keep it balance, I'd like to try to, to uh, get some people again speaking from the side of supporting the prison policies of the station. I think it, I think it's not just a case of people making criticisms, it's also a case of people from the other side actually justifying or putting forward reasons for the policies that they've been adopting. For example, the, the homogenous radio concept, where we won't allow uh, any variation on the sort of basic musical theme all the time. I mean, what is the reason behind this? And also, I think it's time that students did get to hear it, the argument as to what is actually going on with regard to the safety or the future of the station, in the sense that uh, there's over, there's over $130,000, including capital expenses, gone from student funds to 4 triple Z so far since it's been set up. And uh, to my knowledge, a letter has been received by the station some months ago which actually said that they were in, they were in breach, virtually said they were in breach of their licence uh, because they were given an educational licence by the ALP government. And in fact, the educational content as such on the station has been eliminated totally, and, and in this sense they're leaving themselves wide open to a perfectly legal excuse by the government to take their licence if they want to. I mean, if 4 triple Z is going to be done over, let's at least have it done over, not by some, legal, uh, by some uh, legitimate legal excuse, but by a means where the government's actions, if they're trying to do it over as an independent station, become blatantly clear, you know, that they're, they're actually doing it over as that. Don't give them the chance to actually do 4 triple Z over and all, have all that money go to waste and a licence go to waste purely because it was given an educational license, which could have been a very, uh, still a a very interesting, imaginative sort of programming, which could have mixed music in just to to satisfy all the people who want that sort of content, including myself. Uh, But again, I'd like to hear from anyone in the audience, particularly from the station people, I'd like to see them come up and speak as to what the situation is. Is in fact the government likely... Uh, to move against the station on the basis of that letter which they've received which says that they are in jeopardy of having their licence revoked. Can I give you the
5: answer? Can I give you the answer? No, no, sir, can I give you the answer? See, the answer's no.
1: Look, well, I mean, the point is, it's not good enough for someone who's in the station just say no. I mean, people here have a right, since it's their money, to see the documents, to see the letter. The thing is that this letter hasn't even been published. It's not even known. It's just so much information about the station that's not getting across to students. And as anybody who knows about the way politics operates should know by now. If you keep information from people and you deprive them of the ability to, not just to make wise decisions but to, you put them in a, in a sort of powerless position. They don't even know what's going on. When they try to argue something, they're, they're constantly told that what they're saying has no validity because in fact they're not aware of such and such. But of course they're never made aware of whether what, what that such and such is, is really uh, a factual truth and really happened or whether it's just some, some, something that's being used to stop them from being able to to put forward other ideas. So I mean, I think it is a time for the station also to come forward, people from the station this forum to come forward, and I invite them to do that. That's the idea of the forum. uh, And actually talk about some of these issues, because surely they're important enough to be discussed. Does anybody would would like to come along and and say anything on those matters from the station? Or anybody who'd like to to actually put forward a viewpoint uh, in, in support of the present policies of the station? If not, we'll just have to take people as they come forward. Well I think, it's rather, I, think it's rather, I think it's rather poor that in fact no one from the station has been willing to come up to this forum and speak. I think that's a sad reflection on, on the way in which they're willing to involve students in some discussion. Again, it's Stuart Matchett, because I've got a lot of time for it, it's, it's, it's a good reflection on Stuart that he'll come up and do it.
7: Uh, as Bruce says, a lot of issues have been canvassed here today about the um, make-up of triple Z. Most of them are excessively complex, they go on and on. Um, one point I'd like to make is that, as you know, there's um, elections for triple Z directors uh, coming up. Uh, you may also know that, as was said before, um, Alan, under the way the elections are run, you can't have printed material, you can't um, have people speaking over electronic things like that. It's also interesting to note that, in fact that that's been got round by um, using free media to um, print things and print stickers and things like that and print posters for this forum today. That's just one point, and that's not a major thing. Um, what would you like first, Bruce? Like, start just one, or i go, yeah. do you want, Do I want to put forward a rationale for watching radio? Yes, I do. Um, there has been said before that um, the difference between 4IP and um, 4Triple Z is that one plays seven inch records, the other plays 12 inch. Um, most people that I've come in contact with who made that, in fact, have placed that argument, have neither listened to either 4 triple Z or to 4IP. Um, I'm in the unhappy position probably of having listened to both, an extreme amount of both. And in fact that's an oversimplification of the case. In fact, 4IP do play albums and in see, Triple Z does play singles. Um as well as that uh, as well as that there is a point about information content. I agree that there should be more information content of uh, an alternative nature on all radio forms in Brisbane, whether it be the ABC, whether it be uh, the commercial stations, or whether it be Fort Z. It brings a lot, doesn't it? Um yeah. the um Uh, For instance, the way the ABC is able to increase the amount of information content flying from there is by a huge staff in their radio range, admittedly, while it uses two stations, and while admittedly, but on the other hand, a large amount of that is lined up from Sydney or Melbourne, there is also a large staff, something like about 90 here in Brisbane, who work exclusively on radio. Um, Similarly with the various commercial stations, there's a huge staff number working there. However, if you listen to 4IP and you listen to 4BH and you listen to 4BK, you'll eventually hear between us, people coming on and saying that there's, um, you have various community announcements such as the guide dogs are collecting this flyer and things like that. Well, I don't think we're really talking about that kind of information. I mean, We wouldn't bother at this university, I don't think the students want to set up a station so that we can do more of that, so we can broadcast more guide dogs for the because Not that that's an unworthy cause, it's just that it already does receive sufficient coverage. However, there are things like uranium, um, women's issues, a whole range of things that goes on and on on, which in fact do get covered on the station. Again, probably not to the extent that um, would be possible if we had a huge staff, unlimited funds, as other places do. However, using the resources we have, I do think it's fair to say there's a fair amount of them. Um, the Lodgers radio thing is basically centred around rock music. That's purely um, based on two factors, I guess. One is that when you look at the type of music which is bought by people, i.e., therefore, you can say which is popular it tends to gravitate towards rock albums. Therefore, it seems, as a basic medium, that mightn't be a bad one. That's not to say that because Brian Ferry's record his album is number one this week, therefore we must play that all the time. Um, for instance, on the station we get complaints, people ring up and say, listen, you don't play any of um, a particular artist's music. It just so happens that five minutes before the call, we did. People don't listen 24 hours a day, or 19, or whatever hours your broadcast, and um, therefore it's really hard to turn on for five minutes. Hear the record you want to hear, the information you want to hear, all at one time. The, the argument for not just radio is that if people know approximately what to expect, then when they turn on, they they know they're not going to hear, say, at five o'clock this afternoon, a symphony. They will, however, up on Sunday morning, uh, and they they know basically what sort of thing they're going to hear. And that's what it's about. It might be called homogenous, or it might be called style. (coughs) Uh,
1: In case some of you are wondering what this homogenous radio business is about, it just basically means that you have one format, like, for example, totally rock music or something along those lines with maybe some variation in that, but you don't have classical music playing uh, so many hours. But, I mean, that's not... Again, uh, there is an argument to say that you could have some diversity in your programming, or quite a a variety of diversity in your programming, without necessarily having people tune out. But look, just quickly to answer one thing, the reason Free Media has been trying to publish a little bit of stuff around this election is for the very reason that, in fact, there's been the regulation stopping debate. I just want to answer that stopping debate on this election. I mean, it's, it's farcical when 4 tribals is such an important issue and there's an election going on for, for candidates. In fact, the regulations are stopping any sort of meaningful discussion. And that's that's the main reason I put forward as to why we were willing to do that.
7: Uh, but, yeah, sure. Well, in that case, I wonder why 3Media hasn't, in fact, also published prototype type things. They, in fact, are so interested. It's not true to say, also, that homogenous radio is just pure rock music. I mean, that's really a really facile analysis the sort of music which played on triple Z. Most people who listen to any, to any kind of reasonable amount of time of it would hear an immense variation. I mean, I don't want to insult people by going you and explaining there's rhythm and blues and country rock and all those sort of things. I mean, that's just... they're just, um, It's not important as to what we call all those things. It is, in fact, a style of radio. I mean, we listen... The reason people want to listen to a radio and identify it with it is not because they know that for one hour on Saturday morning there's going to be something which they're going to like, that they're going to have a feeling for, but you try and develop something that's got a style throughout the whole time, so you can turn on the station anytime and hear it. I mean, obviously, I personally like a particular type of music. I would love it if there was a station which played all that type of music all the time. If I happen to like... Um, Afghan folk music. Obviously, any station which doesn't play that, I think it's a heap of shit, you know? But that's not an argument for saying that, therefore, um, we should play Afghan folk music one hour on Saturday, so all the Afghans can therefore um, think that, right, for one hour a week, I'm satisfied.
0: There's been a myth propagated that 4 Z doesn't have the num- numbers of staff to organise or to facilitate any sort of radio station like the national stations like ABC, etc., or the the big stations in town. That's a myth. That's a myth for the following reason. There are 21,000 students here. There are equal numbers in in the other institutions around who are supposed to be part of this radio station. Now, it's a myth to say that those people aren't capable of assisting or taking part in a radio station. Now that's what we're all about, providing facilities so that those people can take part in a radio station. Now it doesn't matter, you know, what sort of programming that is on at the present time, what's important is that people are able to take part, that actually the people down there at the radio station are are going out looking for people, Are, are getting them to come down and make programs and attempt to make programs and try them on the air. An attempt to involve people in what's supposed to be their radio station. I think there's enough people, at least at this university, on, on, on their own to do that. Now, musical content, yeah, music, music's fine. Everybody likes music. And everybody likes all different kinds of music. And that's true. But it's important that the other concepts of radio come through, not the normal concepts that we see out there where there's a group of people who Certain amounts of music on. I think it's fundamental that this radio station should be one where the students take part, where can, where people who want to uh, experiment in radio, who want to take part in radio, do take part. And so it's not just that there's nine nine people down there and there's there's 90 at the ABC because there's 21,000 people here who've got some sort of capabilities of of taking part in radio stations. I just want to hark back on the point that other people have been talking about as well, um, the fact that candidates can't come up here and speak. It's interesting to see the sort of, there's 23 people running for the positions, that's a lot. And there's people from all different varieties. There's the, the Communist Slayers from the NCC running. They want to weed the communists out from 4 Triple I'm sure. Or whatever communists go down there, they want to weed them out. So, they're running for everything, no? they run in everything. Who's the NCC team,
5: don't?
0: There are many other people, but I think people should single out those sort of candidates that say that they want to involve students in radio. But they say that this radio should be part of the student's student situation, should, should be in the interest of students, and the only way to do that is to get them to take part. And they should be out canvassing for people to take part. It shouldn't be just nine people running it and trying to please people. It should be everybody taking part and doing the things that are important. But the other myth propagated is that anything except for music is boring. It's just boring. Anything except music is boring. That's because people go to work or go to university they get bored in lectures they get bored at work and they go home and all they want to do is listen to listen to leisure program. that's a myth too because i mean we mightn't agree with talkback programs but uh, there's a lot of other people speaking so i'll just go off uh,
1: a lot of people have actually signified their intention to speak i, I want to try to keep some balance so that both sides are being heard so um um who, who was next yeah.
8: My name is Ian Kerr, I'm a student, I'm pro Triple Z. am pro the original policy that was supposed to be implemented by Triple Z. am pro the original submission which was made to this union and made to the Federal Government. Now I just want to bring this, uh, this microphone here over a little bit closer to me so what I say is recorded, um, because a lot has been spoken today about regulations. And I want this to be recorded, such that people hassling around in uh, Union Council, out of the eyes of the public, out of the eyes of the community of students here, can have some kind of recording to their mockery of democracy. Now, what I want to say is this, and I'm putting this question, they tell me it's not even running. I'll give them time to turn it over. Okay, I'm going for my life. Now, I'm putting this question to the station coordinator, Dennis Reinhardt. I'm putting this question to Jim Beetson, who was one of the uh, original implementers of this station, and the submission that was made to the union and made to the federal government. I'm asking him why in my department last year, a group of students, honour students, came to this conclusion about the organisation of 4ZZZ. In their discussion in a thesis paper which was submitted to the department and is yet unpublished, they said, in general, it seems that a divergence has occurred between initial station policy on administration and actual practice, which has produced dissatisfaction in many members. In some, Contrary to policy, there has been a development of hierarchies based on a degree of knowledge, experience and interest. There appeared about five main decision makers, five main decision makers people, not not student community people, not people interested in public access, just five individuals, members of staff who are in control of most of the information regarding the station. They made the day-to-day decisions, members of staff who were in control of most of the information regarding the station. They made the day-to-day decisions as issues arose and introduced new rules to cover problems. The staff meetings were regarded by many as a rubber stamp for these decisions. There was poor communication, coordination and cooperation between subgroups, especially staff members and members of collectives. The members of the collectives were people from the student community. They largely worked independently of each other, often with conflicting values and approaches to programming. Staff members tended to be training in media operations for their own opportunistic purposes, such as journalism, and as such took a more professional approach to 4 Z and wanted to keep it of high standard, in inverted commerce in competition, even if alternative to other commercial radio stations such as 4IP. 4ZZZ is not yet commercial, but perhaps in a few weeks we might see it commercial. Members in collectives, however, regarded the station more as experimental and for access, for minority groups, and as such were not so concerned with standards. At the time of the study, there was much conflict between members with these differing perspectives, with the result that one collective program, in depth, was taken off the air. The decision made by staff members, I might add. There appear to be a significant degree of dissatisfaction amongst volunteer members which seemed to stem from their powerlessness. They had little influence in the decision-making processes. Personally, I would just like to say that is where I, I feel that 12 Z has fallen down. In the original submission, it was proposed that there should be workshops such that people in the student community and other groups could involve themselves in radio and have a voice. Those workshops have not been implemented. There has been little encouragement from the people who now run Four Triple Z as their individual property. As their individual property, there has been little encouragement by them to, to draw from the student community people who are interested and to help them in getting some kind of technical uh, level of perfection such that they can put on a, pr- a production
3: for the rest of the community. Um, I don't really want to speak for any length of time at all. Um, just one thing in passing about Ian Kerr's speech where he quoted uh, rather longishly uh, a thesis from that's being done by presumably somebody in the department of this university. One hopes that radicals in 1977 aren't using, the, aren't using the myth of academic objectivity to justify their own views when put forward in the guise of an academic just answer the views, Jim. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's very, very difficult to talk today because there the have just been such an enormous number of pieces of misinformation pervade as there has been throughout uh, the various sort of um, campaigns that have, well basically the campaign revolving around a few people who were involved in one particular program Which um, now
4: no longer exists no, no problem. That's right, which
3: now no longer exists um, I might add if people really want to know why that program, that specific program was axed it was because it was on at lunchtime this 4ZZZ uh, is played on all campuses in Brisbane during the lunch hour and it was thought that it was not a very good time to be having a a program that consisted solely of two hours of talks at lunchtime. There was proposals that it go on at at other times. Um, Eventually, the program was axed because a number of people, not myself, I must admit I supported keeping the program, uh, but it was axed for a variety of other reasons, uh, primarily relating to standards. One thing that I should make though, quite clear, and this is probably the primary piece of misinformation that's been pervaded at this meeting, and at a number of meetings and in a number of publications in recent uh, weeks. And that is that there is this myth of the original submission that was made to the Australian government as if this was the golden rule book laid out before the Australian uh, government and before the students of this campus and that somehow the people working in that station have broken away from the golden rules. There are also uh, heavy overtones of the fact that most of the people that wrote that submission now no longer uh, support the station. I should make it quite clear that a number of the people, or at least all of the people that wrote that submission, either work in a full-time capacity for the station or in a voluntary capacity like myself. And I'm referring to people like myself, Stuart Matchett, Sue Horton and Marion Wilkinson, Two of whom I would have thought had reasonably good credentials and two people who on occasion have been uh, maligned and publicly um, maligned as people who had a basic fundamental split with the station and left the station and are now part of the united loyal opposition to the station. In actual fact, Marian Wilkinson is now a full-time employee of the station and the so-called ogre figure of the station, myself, doesn't even work for it. But, I mean, clearly there, there is a very fundamental issue at point, and that is the direction that any radio station seeks to choose. And obviously there will be no public broadcasting station set up anywhere in the world where there will be a total commonality amongst the people wanting to set, set up that station uh, in terms of its programming. For instance, to, uh, the stations which are widely touted as the paragons of radio virtue in the United States by, principally by the people who are um, speaking today the Pacifica stations are currently uh, in the process of uh, a massive internal uh, struggle in fact the New York station went off air uh, a few weeks ago through uh, occupations, staff sackings, etc. I, I think that what's going on at Triple Z at the moment is liable to be Triple Z's existence Forever, I mean, just as public broadcasting stations will always be on the financial ragged edge. So there will always be very major divisions within those people that would want to work for the station as to the uh, type of um, uh, programming format that comes across. I made that point also because the people that wrote the original submission to the Australian Government the much, the much publicised uh, golden rules which we've strayed away from were in fact the product of a few nights um, thoughts, a few, a few days of scribbling out a fairly ill-defined and to be perfectly honest a very shoddy piece of work. In fact if you compare the 8 page submission that was made to the Australian Government compared to say the something like a 150 page uh, really detailed and well thought out submission Um, that was presented by the uh, Melbourne University group one can see that in fact the original uh, programming concept put forward by the people that were involved in the station at that time was fairly ill defined and I think most of the people working for the station have come to disagree with certain sections. One One of the sections they've come away from in opposition is the original concept that the station was to be primarily or at least substantially in part an access station. An access station. I think a very large number of people involved in radio have discovered that the more they get involved in it, the more they see increasingly access radio as a beautiful little hole within which um, conservative governments can slot public broadcasting into the harmless area. I mean, It's sad to have to say this, but I mean perhaps this is typified by a radio station like 3CR in Melbourne where we sort of have half an hour of what the Maoists think on uranium, followed by half an hour of the Building Workers' uh, Federation's um, folk music of Australia, followed by a half-hour debate on uh, the current uh, state of the regime in Chile, followed by a, a half-hour uh, program on feminism in the in the 70s. <coughs> Pardon me. I, I... All I'm saying is that um, a lot of people have evolved a completely different concept of what uh, a true alternative to uh, broadcasting is than the traditional one that was put forward um, by, um, in part, the people that made the original submission. The only other couple of points that I wish to make and that is that uh, I think it would be very foolish if people here thought that there was any intention of the people that do work for 4 Z. and of course it's a lot greater than nine people. The speaker before last said nine people work for the radio station, a station that's on air longer than the ABC radio in Brisbane, even if they played records and nothing else at all, would have to have a lot bigger staff than nine. Uh, the station is constantly seeking people to become involved in the station and i'm sure that any person here that uh, does want to get involved in the station uh, will uh, be welcomed and undoubtedly assessed in the same way that say gamut assesses potential contributors to its publication obviously there are some people and some programs that i uh, just won't get printed in gamut because um, certain people don't agree um, with the, with the criteria and I'll just and in fi- in finally make one comment about some of the people that I think are screaming uh, about the radio station and that is this is a typical piece of, of their work it's this, this piece of paper has been posted up all over Brisbane on campuses it's now a bumper sticker and we, the radio station has had numerous people ringing up saying Oh, we didn't know that the radio station needed more people working for it, what can we do? That is, that this this uh, bit of uh, public relations on, on opposition to the station is so badly done that it actually looks as if it's in favour of the current people, and the current group of people working for the radio station. Um, I mean, that might sound irrelevant, however, at uh, the risk of going, I mean I don't want to get into character assassination but clearly there are some people who are very critical of the station who uh, have produced or tried to produce a number of, ver- of programs for the station which other people considered uh, were not up to stand it. I deeply regret that people here missed the opportunity of hearing Free Media's presentation to the Broadcasting Tribunal in Brisbane a few weeks ago, which was a disgusting, shoddy piece of work, which was a disgrace and an embarrassment to people that really do believe in the principles that Free Media espouse, and if, if people think that I'm talking purely from personal bigotry, I would ask them to to get Mark Plunkett, who spoke in conjunction with, one of, with the person who I gather is presumably most involved in the production of this and the organisation generally, what he thought of the lamentable efforts of that person's uh, abilities to speak on behalf of people that do want radio reform in Brisbane. Uh, all I want to do in conclusion is say that I think it would be very foolish that people here who are interested in working for Z should regard the opinions put forward by a, a small group of people as definitive. And uh, all I can say is if you want to get involved in the station in voluntary capacity, uh, you will be foolish to do anything but to go down there and try it. I, I, I ask all of you to
1: go down and take up Jim's offer of trying to get access to the station and see what happens. I mean, I, 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 I recommend that you do that. Now, yeah, just one thing, on Jim's last point, I just want to make one point. But that the way he just uh, put that last argument over that little uh, put down the knife on the back over our submission as some sort of dirt on us on or on me as one of the ones who made that submission was typical of the way in which meetings were conducted in four triples when I was a staff member that was the constant sort of thing that was going all the time trying to undermine someone else's credibility and if if, if the best way for people to judge just how bad things were in that station would have been to have sat in on a few of those meetings and seen exactly what was going on and see why that station is failing so badly. And I've got a few more points to answer too, because Jim's raised it very briefly. Um, the the the, the, the point about um, Jim's race uh, in typical fashion, a whole lot of uh, blue herrings I'd call them, for example the Pacifica one in America, of course there are differences of opinion in the Pacifica stations, but they're conducted on a far more healthy basis than the way they are here. The thing is that these people on the station at the moment control that station, they talk about, that they used to have divisions and differences of opinion in the station in earlier times. The thing was, that it wasn't as if those differences were there and they just discussed them out and the people who, you know, lost, lost uh, fairly and nicely. The thing was that they were, uh, there was a deliberate move to get those people out by various means. And that's in fact what happened. If the opposition isn't tolerated within the station. There are a whole variety of social means, social ways, very subtle or otherwise, by which you can try to heavy or hammer people out just by giving them a hard time all the time. In fact, that's what happened to half the people who went in quite enthusiastically for that station. The other thing is that the original submission was, in fact, what the government accepted the license on the basis of. And, in fact, in America, the principle is that if you apply to be a certain type of station and you get licensed for that sort of station and you don't live up to, to what you promised, then you're not living up to the public responsibility. And, in fact, you can argue quite well that 4ZZZ has gone right back on that original submission. It's got nothing to do with whether there's been changes of opinion about the way it should go since. It was it was wide enough and broad enough to accommodate those sorts of things without completely turning them over. And just um, <clears throat> one other... Uh, Yeah, the, the, other, the other blue herring, which is the serious one, which is always raised, and, I, and, and, and if you accept it, then you're getting a very false picture of what exactly a lot of the people who are, who are sort of half-supporting 4ZZZ but are very uh, uh, annoyed with uh, some of the uh, policies that have been taken, taken on. I mean, the people who are uh, putting criticisms for the station are not opposed to the station. They're actually in sympathy with the station. They're in sympathy with the whole idea of having an independent licence and trying to make it as good as possible, improve the potential of alternative radio. But the thing, the, the blue herring again that Jim raises, and this is his speciality, raising sort of uh, distortions, of, uh, half distortions of the truth or whatever, so that he can try to get across these points, the one, that, the one that he did that specifically is raised all the time, is to try to depict anyone who's critical of the station as being people who want to put on 24 hours a day of boring uh, political uh, propaganda or, or social information which is going to bore the tears out of people. And I've been trying to stress all throughout this whole forum that in fact, what, what, what I've been trying to advocate is that it's time that the challenge of radio was met in Australia. It's time that we're able to prove just how interesting and how creative and how imaginative people can be and the way they put forward social and political information programs. If you're bored, if you're bored by what you consider to be social and political information on the current radio stations, you know damn well why you're bored, because for Christ's sake, it's the way they do it. They're elitist, they don't give you access. They don't don't try in any way at all to make this stuff meaningful to you. The media at the moment is just a complete distortion. It's a mythology maker. It's there to deceive us. It's there to be used by people in government and elsewhere to deceive us. And in fact, if 4ZZZ can't play a role in opposition to this sort of concept, which I would consider it's not, it's sure it's had its token Cedar Bay stories and they've been good. In fact, if they could cover all the other political issues as well as they've covered Cedar Bay, we'd have a fantastic station. But this is the sort of thing that's being raised. They're blue herrings, it's a distortion. The standard technique that was used to get rid of all the people who were fighting for a a decent, responsible concept for 4ZZ along the lines of what it was supposed to be while we were in the station, the way we all got rid of was by this sort of thing, of distortions of misrepresentations of our positions and everything else. And in fact, anybody who now goes down the station as introduced to the staff, is immediately given a history, they're brainwashed firstly into exactly what sort of people we were, what ogres we were, how we stood, we were trying to destroy the station when in fact we're right behind the station, we want it to be as good as possible. We want people to have access. I mean, I'd like to see that the, uh, the, the, the our black friends over here come up and talk about what sort of access they've been given. There's been some access being given but it's always been screened carefully, it's always a nice safe issue. Poor Triple Z at the moment is running around the offices of the Liberal Party the liberal party senators and politicians lobbying like christ they don't want to offend anybody they're giving hour-long talks to people like senator um what's her name the woman uh, senator martin. senator martin like the other day you now it's only those sort of people can get access to the media whenever they want it it's only when we start getting the other views that the the, the sort of concept of radio that poor said should be can really be shown to be what it is commissioner in, in uh, america that's the federal communications commission the regulatory body uh, uh, Nicholas Johnson, who was one of the commissioners on this, that's the governmental regulatory body of broadcasting, who said that the choice you never know is the choice you'll never make. And as long as, in fact, 4 Z don't allow the genuine choice, choices to be put forward, if they don't allow the sort of creative efforts, the experimentation which radio lacks at the moment to go forward, then of course we're going to think that that's the best we can get. And of course you'll think that what we're advocating is going to be boring and, and, uh, and, and rotten radio. And it's, it's only when these things are really thoroughly brought out, discussed thoroughly, widely, gone into detail. There's lots of complex little things here. There's lots of dirt being raised. There's lots of little things that you're not aware of, which would help put a lot of the statements in a, in a broader perspective, including my own. And I'd like these things to come out because the station is doing its utmost to try to stop them from coming out. Because it's, it's, it doesn't want a situation where it can lose control of the sort of thing it's got going for itself, for the reasons that have been put earlier by Ian Kerr and others. The only healthy situation is going to be one where the station is our station, in the sense we're involved in it, we understand fully what's going on, and we can sort of prove that 4 triple Z is not not going to be a waste of money in terms of providing independent sources of news and information and music in this state.
9: I wanted to say something very brief because I uh, have worked I do work at Triple I mean I'm not I'm not a paid staff member but I'm a, a volunteer at Oracle. Um Jim was talking about uh, the submission before and saying how you know we changed we sort of changed our mind about it and the people that prepared it to change their minds. Um, I think that's quite irrelevant when the licence was granted in terms of that uh, submission and those and oh well i mean i'm under the impression that it was and that other sort of you know that the station should be fulfilling certain criteria like 70 percent music instead of nine you
5: know. oh look jim just you
9: know you've had your go, um and he was saying you know people go down to triple venue we'll welcome you with open arms um uh, well I, I personally uh have had you know, a lot of trouble sort of working at the station and a lot of other people have too and we have been, as Bruce said there have been character assassinations and various other forms of personal manipulation and if you don't agree with the people who work at the station um, uh, quite often you won't be uh, welcomed there you, you'll be sort of ostracised by those people and eventually you won't want to be there anymore and I also like to talk about In Depth briefly that In Depth was, was was there for a long time, and people at the, the people who were working at the station, who I would see as being uh, a rock music lobby, if <laughs> if that's possible. People who uh, specifically wanted to choose the radio station to play rock music, and I, I really like rock music. And but they didn't like In Depth for various reasons. One of the major criticisms was that it wasn't very well produced. Um, we we well. Well, we weren't given, oh, we weren't given any uh, help at all in producing In-Depth. Uh, we, we didn't have spend as much time at the station because we weren't paid, we weren't full-time, we didn't have time to spend there, like other people who, who work there all the time and who have gained the technical expertise, which we apparently didn't have. And eventually In-Depth was asked, for whatever reason, um, the people at the station might say, I think it was because um, it was politically um, not good for the station because they're afraid of losing their licence. But it seems that the way they've changed their, their um tactics now is that they might lose their licence anyway. And that that no community group I have I listen to the radio that Fortune was there quite a lot and I hardly ever hear any uh, interesting news that I couldn't read in the Career Mail or the Telegraph and I'm saying that that maybe is because people aren't working there but certainly people aren't encouraged to work there and to research other things and, well that's all I want to say, you know, I just think <laughs> things are going the wrong way.
3: The reason why you, uh,
8: you don't see anything, here of anything more interesting or uh, alternative information other than what you can already read in the Courier-Mail, is that Triple Z has got to the stage where they actually quote from the Courier-Mail. But just regards uh, this, this attitude that is taken here by Jim Beetson. He says that certain people, and he doesn't want to point fingers too uh, prominently, certain people don't have the information, they don't even know what they're talking about. This is a typical kind of ploy in an elitist station. It is a typical kind of ploy where there's consolidation of power within that station. Now, he made some sort of derogatory remark about this particular leaflet here. Now, whereas this leaflet is not as visually striking as I'd like it to be, certainly, I, I believe that this, that this leaflet here is a good leaflet. It's a good leaflet because we are pro-Triple Z, because this is not only your station, this is our station, this is everyone's station here. Now, if we put up a leaflet like such as this, then and they get calls down there, the staff members down there get calls from various sectors of the community who want access, who want to have a voice, who want the kind of alternative radio that was proposed, then I believe that it's a good, it's a good thing. Uh, it's certainly, yeah, certainly, as Bruce Dixon says, it got this forum together. Now, I feel that I personally have been, have been stifled, but certainly a lot of other people here have been stifled in what they can say. I can no longer write into Gamut about what I think that uh, should be the policy that the station should adopt or what other people think that the, the, the policy of the station should be. I can't um, get up and speak in a public forum such as this. I cannot write any kind of material, printed material, and hand it out. This is a mockery. I'm
1: going to leave. I'd like as many people as possible to stay you and speak. Stay at the last no. Look, just quickly, I just want to make one point before I go. I've got to go right now. But uh, as far as I, I just want to answer a couple of things that Jim said, because I take those things very seriously. And it's typical the sort of uh, uh, slander that's, that's what I'd call that he pours on, on, on people like myself who have any sort of opposition to what he stands for. And that is that uh, with regard to that leaflet, I was not responsible uh, for the design of that particular. Um, free media leaf that he's trying to use that as some example of how, how good our quality radio programs would be which is a rather absurd sort of uh, basis in which to make that claim and secondly and secondly as far as that particular hearing that he raised went if any of you had, I would have liked you to have sat in not to, not, to, not to find that you could laugh at what happened to us while we were making our submission but to be appalled by the incredible way in which the chairman of that particular Australian Broadcasting Tribunal, which is investigating the future of Australian Broadcasting, that's Bruce Gingell, who's an ex-commercial broadcaster, who is at this moment setting up an inquiry to investigate whether there should be self-regulation by broadcasters, and who, even after he was appointed as chairman, to come up with the findings on this after a public inquiry, was actually, actually quoted in the bulletin as saying I'm a great believer in self-regulation. We tried to point these sorts of things out. We had a community orientation, we had a slightly anti-commercial orientation because of the fact that we think that there's been, their record has been rather poor. The minute he picked up on this, he set out to intimidate, it, intimidate us. And of course, if you were sitting in a situation where he's up on a bench and it's, a, it's, it's totally structured in his favour, of course you'll probably put forward a, a, a much poorer submission than you would under under different circumstances. Just in the same way that I would prefer to have a nice calm, relaxed discussion and a constructive dialogue about the station today and, and yet I can, I can, for example, get excited and worked up the way I have now. And if any of you have any doubts, if any of you have any doubts about, about the, the, uh, the value or otherwise of Free Media's idea on, on alternatives to the Australian media system and how community, radio, uh, community broadcasting, television and radio can work in Australia, then I really, welcome, I, I really invite you, I strongly invite you, please go over to the Friar Library Look it up under free media and pull out our submission to the the Green inquiry, where we were put in a situation where we had to perform in front of an intimidatory chairman, um, who actually said to us at one stage, "I will not allow you to, uh, I'm not going to allow you to turn this into a public platform. This was a public inquiry," uh, and that's the sort of person he is. He even tried to cut us off and not let us give, give evidence at all after we'd said two sentences when we said that we, we were unhappy with the commercial uh, record. Uh, in media in Australia. And that's the sort of situation that we were in. And, in fact, he adjourned the, session to stop the, the whole session to stop us from actually uh, putting forward a legal... We had a lawyer present with us uh, and p- to put forward a legal pres- uh, motion that he, in fact, stand down and dismiss himself because of bias. And we, in fact, had a legal case for this based on, on precedent in England and elsewhere and he, he deliberately adjourned the court to stop us from doing so. Now, that's the sort of perspective you should have seen. Uh, uh, you should see what we did at that particular hearing, not the one that Jim Beeson was trying to put forward as a deliberate attempt to sort of do do over my credibility and other people's. And that's the sort of level the station operates on all the time. And I think it's appalling. And it's time that the sort of discussion which we were trying to open up today, regardless of all these little things that they're saying about leaflets and supporting candidates and everything else, uh, was, was continued. To, to exist and was in fact expanded in future so the station can become the sort of vital organisation it should be and I hope that you will become involved you won't just sit back and have heard this today take up the offer to go down the station, Start, if you believe in certain concepts of access and everything else if you see what the other media are doing that's wrong and you'd like to see 4 triple, Z go the other way then please go down there and try to do this and then you see how you go if you're unhappy with the way you're treated then we welcome you back to try to see if there's some other way in which we can uh, try to stop the entrenched sort of Uh, control which these people have got over the station from stopping any really responsible broadcasting from from coming into existence. Thanks for for coming on today. Uh, I hope that you will continue discussing the issues.
6: I'm the program coordinator down there, Thompson. I just agree with a lot of things that were said but we can't go on forever. If anyone is interested in producing programs, we're very welcome to come down and see me personally and we'll work things out. And I just think that, I think a lot of people know the story here, and the factional lines are drawn. If anyone isn't aware of what's going on, um, well it's very difficult to be told over here now, but I'll just say that if anyone is interested in any way of contributing to the station, any of the working bees, any of the programming, they're very welcome to come down and take part in the thing. There's no exclusion at all. The only exclusion is on good grounds of of whether or not the thing is interesting. And I mean, every organisation should be, uh, who tries to entertain its audience and stimulate its audience, should be thinking along those lines. And if they aren't, then all they are doing is um, doing what often is done here at lunchtime um, more interested in getting grab, grabbing a microphone and speaking at people rather than actually having the people at the other end listening to them thank you
10: to the last gentleman who just spoke I'd like to uh, say that uh, black community will be visiting you. Take you up on that. The hell we have? Uh no, no. We haven't. Well, it, the it might have been so people with black faces. Oh,
5: sorry, we'll years. Totally
10: but regardless of all the internal politics and all that sort of thing, we would like to sort of make use of this thing they call community access time. You know, we like music, we like everything like that. But we'd like to sort of have an opportunity also to be part of Triple z in programme form. We feel that getting up here every week, or when we come out here to speak, uh, it's good, but you know, it gets a bit heavy on the old vocal cords, and it gets a bit heavy on a lot of people's eardrums, hearing the same old things. And we would like to sort of be able to put our views across in many other ways, through music, et cetera, and in our sort of way. Uh, everything I've heard here tonight, today rather, you know, it's been sort of uh, this side and that side, it's a bit confusing, you know, it makes a difference as far as we're concerned, as long as we can have access to 4 triple Z. Now, I've seen one program or one submission for uh, how 4 triple Z will be presented, and on paper it looks very good. But like everything else we see as black people, it looks good on paper. We've got to see it actually happen. We've got to see black people being involved in uh, formulating programs. We've been deprived in every way. We can't get our message across through any other form of media. Our only hope is through stations such as this. We'd like to sort of see whatever group does eventually get it, who the students vote in, that they sort of keep in mind, you know, us poor, deprived blacks out there who have no way in getting our message across other than screaming blood, guts and murder on the streets. Now, we don't want to go on doing that sort of thing because that's basically not our way of wanting to communicate to people. We would like to be part of the radio programs in a nice low-key manner without all the hassles of political backbiting and everything like that. On a regular basis too, I hope. <laughs>